Hello, everybody. Welcome to Avoiding Entropy. I'm your host, Tumultuous. And on this podcast, I realize that I've promised a lot of things that I have not done. So in an effort to correct that, I'm going to start another podcast. I'm actually going to start YouTube channels because I feel like that's a little bit easier. I can still do what I'm doing here. You can still listen to me. But those that want to watch can. And it's a little bit more lucrative for me. So that is why. I'm going to divide it into four different sections. Spirituality, food, art, and physical exertion, if you will. But as a, I guess, last... But then again, we'll never know. Maybe it'll flop and I'll just go back to this. This isn't going anywhere. And I probably will continue to post on this. I'm just letting you know to hit me up on other platforms. I don't know how many of you um, know me from just the podcast, probably a few, maybe none, I don't know, but most are probably from TikTok or YouTube or one of those, because that's where I have the most people that are vibing with my content, I don't like to call followers followers, because I'm a follower myself, and everyone that is on my page that watches my content, I learn from them just as much as they learn from me, whether they know or not. One of the things that has sparked somewhat of a stir or a debate, or just an interesting topic, is uh, Jesus, as it were. Now, there's three. There's a rule never to bring up politics, church, or religion, and money in a conversation, but then that would just make the conversation boring as shit, as I really do not like talking about sports, because not a lot of people play and follow the same sports that I do, and those that do, it's just, it's just not my thing. I'd rather play sports than talk about them. Um, military is fun, but not, again, not, not a lot of things that I like to talk about are talked about, but this, um, religion thing did really spark an interest. And the reason that they don't tell you not to talk about religion, I believe is probably because it causes a lot of debates and as it well should, because religion is one of those things that nobody can confirm. So it's a zetetic kind of thing. Zeteticism is something that, um, is believing in something or not believing in something that you cannot verify with your own senses. So um, a lot of flat earthers are zetetic. So, uh, believing that the earth is flat is, is a zetetic notion. However, zeteticism excuse me, should not be selective. So if you are zetetic, you should also not believe that we're made up of atoms unless you have an electron microscope to verify it. You cannot believe that there are 7 billion people in this world because you can't count them all. You know, so, but as it goes, you know, flat earthers are very selective because it is what it is. Now, personally, I don't think the earth is flat. And honestly, even if it was, I wouldn't give a shit because nothing would change in my life. And honestly, nothing would change in yours either, which is why I don't believe that it's flat. Because if it was, they probably would have told us about it already. Like, oh, sorry, guys, we fucked up. It's not really a sphere. It's a, it's a, it's a flat thing with a firmament over it or dome, whatever you, however you want to paint this flat earth thing. They would tell us about it because, I mean, we used to put cocaine in soda. And then we're like, whoops, no, not, not, not a good idea. Um, morphine and opium was used for medicine. And then, whoops, nope, not a good idea. Cigarettes were supposed to be good for you. Then, whoops, not, you know. So, like, what's the big deal about telling us everyone, you know, does not the thing? Um, so, another thing you can't verify with your own five senses is religion. Is who is really God? And where is Jesus? Was he here? Is he the son of God? Did he do this? Did he do that? And a lot of people will try to convince you, which is the most 
I think oxymoronic thing you can do, especially if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, because usually people like that tend to push Jesus on you. Like, you know, I will pray for you. He's the only way out. I will pray for you. You hopefully you'll find salvation. And it's like, bro, like, I don't really need salvation from your Jesus. I know a lot about him. I went to Catholic school. Like, I, I studied this shit. But I don't, that's why I don't really understand it or believe it is because I studied it. Like, for example, Jesus never laughs. In any of the Bible passages, in any of the quotes, nothing. He never laughs. He never sits back and just has a nice old laugh. I wonder why. It's interesting, isn't it? Um, because as it turns out, if you think about it, laughter doesn't really come from happiness. Now, obviously laughter does, you know, touch on happiness, but like if you're truly happy, like you haven't seen somebody for 10 years and you're finally seeing them for the first time, you don't laugh at them because then it would be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You know, you could cry, cry happy tears. Or you just have a feeling of content. So you're smiling, but you're not actually laughing. We laugh at jokes. We laugh at people falling, pranks, um, cruel jokes sometimes, but still we laugh. Laughter is almost like a, it's a dogma. It's like a sin. And in the Bible, it does say that God scoffs and laughs at sinners. So basically, follow me or else you'll go to hell and I'll laugh at you. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, let's do that. God gives you eternal salvation for free. You just have to beg him for it. And that's not really free then, is it? Because begging someone or even asking someone for something is effort, which is more valuable than any cryptocurrency in the world, in my opinion, or any kind of currency in general. Your effort or your time to follow or worship a god is demanding a lot because you, you could have spent that time masturbating or doing whatever you wanted to do. Now, if you're someone that happens to be a homosexual, which I personally find nothing wrong with and is perfectly okay, just don't push your beliefs on me, just like Jesus people. You can't help being a homosexual. It is who you are. I mean, you could fake that you're not and pretend you're something else your whole life, like people often do. Just like lefties used to be tied behind their backs and forced into being righty because they thought lefties were the demons or whatever in China. But you're still not going to be not gay. You're, you're going to still be attracted to, to members of your own sex. But according to God, you're going to hell no matter what. So you were born, you can't control this thing about you, and you're going to hell. That's it. There's no way out for you. You're fucked. But, you know, ask Jesus for forgiveness and you will be free. How do you know this? Like, who to somebody told you this, obviously, or you read this somewhere. There are very few people that admittedly have died had, or had a near-death experience or died and, quote-unquote, crossed over to the other side, saw God and came back and said, yep, it was Jesus. It was the white dude with a beard, which, by the way, would have been his greatest miracle, was to be a Caucasian male in the middle of uh, the Middle East back in the day. With blue eyes. Yeah, sure. Of course. So let's buy that. You know, they say money is the root of all evil, but then it says in God we trust on every single bill. So it's just kind of a contradicting statement. So uh, who told you this? Who told you that it was Jesus? Who told you to follow him? And why do you so blindly believe it? Because one day you said a manifestation and your life changed. That could have been anything. You could have said, you know, Abraham. Or you could have said Rumpelstiltskin and it could have been changed. The point is, is there's a belief, which I'm not here to judge. I am not here to judge. I'm here to correct the people that try to push the faith on other people. Because it's none of your business what other people believe. So it's none of your business, nor is it your duty to push your faith on them. You could tell them about it. And if they say thank you, but no thank you, that's it. You walk away. 
But the point I'm trying to make is that you don't really know. Nobody really knows. Just like nobody really knows what's inside of the core of the earth. We can speculate. We can do all kinds of measurements. But until we dig all the way down or we crack this bitch open and see what's in the middle, we're never going to know what's inside of the core of the earth because you can't verify it. We can't verify that the earth is flat because we've never been to space. The people that have been to space, as far as we know, have taken pictures of it and said, no, it is indeed a sphere. So if you don't want to believe them and you think that they're all in on some big conspiracy, then please go ahead, by all means. But if you're going to be a Zetetic, be a Zetetic all the way. Don't be a dick. So they found this uh, papyrus in the Egyptian catacombs in 1945. Force. Everything's found in the Egyptian catacombs because the pyramids are the only things that are still there from the last civilization that was advanced. And mind you, there have been many civilizations that have been advanced just as far as we are, if not further, before us. A human being has been on this planet for 200,000 years. Our oldest records is maybe Plato, 8,000 years before Christ. So, I mean, it doesn't really make sense that we had 20,000 years to advance this far, but the, hundred, the, the 180,000 years before this, we were just walking around with sticks. Now, there's been great floods. There's been a reset. There's been ancient advanced civilizations that have completely gotten wiped out. And then the, the, uh, the people that lived you know, primitively survived because they knew how to live off of the land. And a big flood to them was just a giant rainstorm. So they swam around for a little while, and they fucking went back onto the shore, and they killed some deer or whatever it was, and then they kept going. And then they told stories about how these you know, advanced people got killed by the angry gods. Of course. But the only thing that remains is stone structures because metal deteriorates, and wood obviously deteriorates. Everything from us would be deteriorated in about 300 years, except maybe the uh, Mount Rushmore. And then a couple of other things that we've, you know, erected since then. But the pyramids would still be there. <laughs> still standing. They would think that they were ours. The next ones, anyway. So nobody really knows what Jesus is. So they found this Bible, or this Gospel of the Bible, in 1945. And it was written by the followers of Judas. Now, not by Judas himself, but the people that were following him. And it depicts pretty much Jesus' life from birth to death to resurrection. And in this version, Jesus does laugh one time. Real nice, real hard. He's walking around, and he sees his disciples sitting down for a meal, giving grace, saying a prayer. And he laughs. Laughs at them. And they ask him, why are you laughing at us? And he's like, I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at your action to try to please your God. Let that sink in for a second. Laughing at your action to try to please your God. What? Aren't you his son? What happened? You and dad get into a fight? Jesus said that you, God is within you, each and every one of you. He also said a bunch of other things, but he says these things sometimes that are just like really, really, really on the money. And everyone seems to overlook that. But then when he says something else, everyone seems to cling to that. It's like everyone pick a, the best, you know, a quote of the Bible that you resonate with and then just make that into your whole life. You have to read the whole book. And there's certain parts of the book that should be taken literally and other parts that should be taken figuratively. Not everything in it, just like every other book. For example, Jesus feeding 10,000 people with one fish should not be taken literally because it's impossible to do that. Think about it. It's not a miracle. It's not possible. What he did was he brought them to a lake and taught them how to fucking fish. And yeah, he explained to them with that one fish what it was, but he didn't actually divide the fish into 10,000 pieces. He taught them all how to fish. That's it. There's a saying, you know, give a man a fish. That's where it comes from, guys. Now, turning water into wine, I'm not sure exactly how he did that in one fell swoop. Maybe it was a trick. Maybe he actually does have some sort of alchemical powers, maybe. But in Ezekiel 1, when Ezekiel sees a, a cloud 
descend from the skies onto the earth with amber light emanating from it and from the cloud emerge four creatures with the likeness of man. That should be taken literally because that's who's literally describing something that was happening. And those four creatures looked like men, aka the likeness of men, but they weren't men, meaning what were they? They were extraterrestrials that have been visiting this planet for a long, long, long time. In fact, it's safe to say that you and I, the person that's listening to this, and me, the person saying it, are more alien to this planet than the dolphins that inhabit it. And the extraterrestrials that visit this planet are more close to us in physiology than the dolphins that inhabit this planet. In fact, it's illegal to speak with, to dolphins. Most people would say, how the fuck do you speak to dolphins? Well, I guess you're on the right track then, if you don't know how to, because if you did figure it out, it would be illegal to do so. Why? Well, maybe it's because they have something to tell us that we shouldn't hear. Just look it up. It's not fake. So I guess basically what I'm trying to say here with this podcast or with this episode is that you really don't know shit. You can believe anything you want and what you believe will be your reality. But I suggest that you believe in something that you know for a fact is true. Like when you look in your reflection and you see yourself, that's God. Look into your eyes. That's God. Don't believe that God is some person or being up in the skies that's the root of all evil has his name written on every single bill because who knows when you die jesus might just not be the guy you were expecting and when you're approaching the pearly gates you ask saint peter say my my saint peter what big teeth you have and saint peter smiles and down you go and it's all been the devil this whole time because imagine if there was no god if imagine if there was just a devil and he needed souls if we all knew that, we would stop reproducing to make more souls because we'd know in the end, ultimately, we would end up down there. He can't have that, but he needs more souls. So what does he do? He creates another guy, a good guy. A guy that says, follow me or else. A guy that puts don't kill each other as number five in his list of rules, but number one being don't follow a different god. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of in our faces, guys. I could be wrong. I probably am, but this is all my opinion. But if you agree with me on anything, agree with me on the fact that instead of praying for something out there that you don't know exists, even if this might be a simulation, look at yourself in the mirror. You're there. And if it's not you that you're looking at in the mirror in a different you in a different universe, whatever, but it's still you. You're here. You're hearing my voice. You're here. Believe in that. Forget about who gave you creation. Forget about how you came in here. It doesn't fucking matter if you asked for it or not. It doesn't fucking matter if God made you or didn't. He did. Say God did put you on this planet, fine. But he did it, but it's done. That's it. It is not up to you to serve him for the rest of your life. Because he's a big boy. He did it for a reason. You're here, period. And if he's all loving and all wise, he will understand why you had this quote-unquote lapse of judgment should you die and go back, you know, see Jesus and God and all whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? I think it's safer to believe in something that you know is concretely true, which is you exist, period. Stop worrying about the past or the future or who created you or why. He did. You're done. Thank you very much. I'll see you later. You didn't create me to follow you. You created me to be me and let me be me. You know, that's about it.